here's another episode of nothing original as usual do not take our word for gospel Alrighty, so here we go. Um, this three-part podcast episode will tackle the topics of um, racism, modern-day racism, the history of racism, cultural appropriation, police brutality, and more. Um, so I recorded the episode with Erin, and I did some further research afterwards that I felt like including into the episode. Um, so after each um, part of the podcast episode there will be a short section with some further thoughts of mine um, integrated so yeah that's that and uh, so here we go in england when you're young you're learning about henry the as a kid that's the history that we learn henry henry the i can never remember learning about black history in school like not once not even it being brought up don't know about my girlfriend i'll ask her in a second but i feel like if we're learning about English history, we should also be learning about black history as well, because there's a lot of black kids, obviously, that go to school in England, mixed race kids that don't really get taught the history at school. It's, it's just taught to them at home. So it's never a discussion where we're, we're ever going to have in school this day and age. And it's like we need to be having that discussion so people know like this isn't a thing that is just now happening. It's not a just thing where we're going to be putting up black squares and saying, you know, black lives matter to follow everybody else because it's a thing that's been happening for centuries you know what i mean i, I mean wow so like this this is a whole another topic in itself with the black squares but um in regards to so the first thing that you said with being mixed raced i feel like um one one other thing is like colorism which i feel like is very much real as well i would always say that you can be um you can be disadvantaged and advantaged at the same time. And this is how I would describe being mixed raced. As in, we live in a mm -hmm. society where the lighter your skin is, the less melanin you have <laughs> based upon your yes. ethnic background, okay? The more advantaged you are. The less 100%. melanin you have based upon your ethnic background, so the much whiter you are, the more advantaged you are and the more melanin you have so the less white you are the more disadvantaged you are so i can also like personally at least acknowledge that how there's so many levels to racism in itself like as yeah. being a mixed race person like we do not live in a meritocracy that's just i feel like i watched this documentary once status anxiety where um the the they were talking about how we grew up in this society that teaches us or tells us um you can become everything that you want to become <laughs> and you know it's it's up to you <laughs> to make the best of your life and someone who achieved something in their life and someone who's successful they achieved what they achieved because they worked very hard to get there and this is just a lie because what happens here is that if you look at people who are disadvantaged within a society you start to blame them you start to place the blame on them for who they are for, not for who they are but for where they are you basically tell them i mean you are in those circumstances because you didn't work hard enough or because you're lazy or because mm. you're not intelligent enough and i do not need to feel guilty about that 
because we live in a society yeah. where everyone everyone can work hard and just you know work themselves up and achieve whatever they want to achieve and the truth is especially if you look at um what i find to be quite interesting in america at least the whole um history of slavery you need to recognize that the society in america was um like partly built upon the back of black slaves okay so that means that white slave owners made huge profits and wealth on the back of slaves and wealth travels down generations okay wealth is that's just how it works wealth is inherited in most cases so to, to have this concept in your mind that um everyone has similar starting points in life where this whole idea from yay the dishwasher can become a millionaire from rags to riches it's just a concept that is more harmful than actually helpful to society i think and i do still feel like though that this is a concept that we very much live in um and i feel like it is so ironic as well that if you think about our culture and how our culture is shaped by black culture in general black culture is so mainstream okay it is our music it is it is our like like even if you think about black features everything right um black culture is such a huge part of mainstream culture and still um black people are disadvantaged within that culture which doesn't really make any sense and it also brings up lots of topics in regard to cultural appropriation it kind of follows on to what you're saying that the lighter you are the more things you can kind of get away with if that makes any sense um but again features play a big part of it as well so because of these because of this people will look at me and think spanish (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, you have people come out to me and go, Espanol? And I'm like, no. And they're like, where are you from? I'm like, well, my mom's British, my dad's Jamaican. And they're like, what? Like, really? Do you know what I mean? You're like, you're, you're, you've got black in you? Like, really? Um, but yeah, it. unfortunately, that's something that's also in black culture. Like, there's a hell of a lot of Jamaican people that will bleach their skin because, like you said, the, the lighter your skin, it's like the more the more power you have over someone which is ridiculous like it's the more serious you get you get taken but that also goes on like um billboards and 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 stuff like that like when i was younger it's changed a bit now but when i was younger it's like every advert you'd see would be a blonde white girl yeah yeah l'oreal oh, my days because yes. you're worth it because you're worth it a blonde white girl flicking her hair you know there wouldn't there would never be no dark and lovely advert where a girl has got an afro out and she's saying try this new olive oil product because you know it's gonna keep your hair moisture and stuff like that it's always like wash your hair three times a week when you know that my hair is like a mixture between european and afro so even for me if i don't put products in it that is like afro products it's gonna be dry but the the things that we see on tv is like they're all for white people you know it's like L'Oreal, because you're worth it, put this in your hair. So a black kid's going to see that and be like, oh, mommy, can I have that? Like, And then it's for the mom's job to say, that's not for us. Like, that's not, 
a product for us. But why are they saying because you're worth it? Well, that's a whole other subject. But it's like this day and age, we have so many things that are like for white people, which is getting better. Like, again, like adopting black culture. And this is just my opinion. It's not a fact. If you look at a lot of the, 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 the in my in my industry in particular, fitness, there's a lot of white girls now that have big bums. Yeah. I never saw that when I was a kid. I never saw that. I never saw a white girl with big lips or big bums. Never saw it. But somewhere down the line, it become really cool. You know, like, it's really cool to have this where it's been that way for, for, for black people. Like, black people normally have bigger bums and bigger lips that's just our features normally not all you know but um again it's like accepting certain parts because they look yeah. good but then rejecting others because it's like no we don't want all of that we, we, we have the bum and the lips but we don't want the rest of the stuff you can keep I that mean, stuff you know the other the other interesting conversation in regard to that topic is more because what you said now with the representation right personally i grew up in germany in a very like white area predominantly white area or like i personally yeah. just grew up in a predominantly white environment within germany um and yeah i mean when i was a child in primary school i wanted to be white that's just how it is because i wanted to fit in yeah. with everybody else you know like at that age you don't really understand yet like culture like on a really deep level and all i wanted personally was to fit in with everybody else and i wanted to have straight hair and i wanted to be white and i wanted to look like everybody else right um and you also don't yeah. see yourself like represented as much i mean to be fair like i have to say like i grew up in that area as in obviously the like the country or the area you grow up in is going to be like more often a representation of the majority of people that live there right but what i do think is that because we we are so globalized nowadays and i personally i'm more like i'm more steered towards globalism and not towards nationalism right um and everyone can have their own opinion on these topics but that's just how i personally view it and i think that just makes people as a whole so much richer and because we're so much more globalized just um having so many different faces and different cultures and people out there presented on a larger scale is really important because if you look at the mainstream media in the west um the truth is that <laughs> also this is also not a new new thing seeing like like white faces in the media predominantly um, and then, of course, there's some other people who might say, yeah, but, you know, we're in the West here and yada, yada. And you have all of these conversations as well about, you know, these people need to go back to their countries. And I'm like, yeah, this is where we get back into the topic of teaching about history, because at, at least um, from what I think what you talk, talked about with what have I been taught about our history in school, I feel like yes it's important to have these conversations about where is our wealth coming from where is european wealth coming yeah. from let's talk about colonization you know let's talk about it let's actually teach 
what happened there and why people came over to our country. Maybe we've been taught about colonization in school and I just forgot because I was not the best no, student. But like, I just, I'm not as educated on the topic as I should be or wish to be. Like, that's just how I can phrase it. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, for me, I was very, very, I'm very, very thankful to have a white mother that knew a lot about black culture but didn't just know it, like, lived it, you know? Like, um, sometimes embarrass <laughs> embarrassingly so. So, like, my mum would try to speak pato and you have to say to her, look, like, mum, you're white, like, <laughs> you're a white lady, you're, like, you're not born in Portland, Jamaica, you're born in, in England. <laughs> but um, the, the thankful thing that I have for that is, like, we knew that, we very much knew about black culture, we knew about black food. And when I say black food, I'm talking about, like, West Indian food, from my side but obviously if i was like part african like from an african background then i would have known the same uh, because of how my mum was like she was very much like this is how it is there's going to be certain people that look at you because of this and my mum was always the sort of person that would defend us for everything like you'd see certain people at the time and you as a kid you're kind of innocent like you'd see people be like oh um handing stuff out my mum would be like well because my kid hasn't got as much as that that kid's got like what's the deal with that and they're like oh no you know that all kids are the same like we're treating it all again with the all lives all people are the same so all right so if all kids are the same how comes my kid hasn't got the same amount as what this kid and that's kid's got like my mom would be very defensive she'd be like something's not right here and um yeah it's just i was just lucky enough to grow up with that so like i knew quite a bit about black history i don't know as much as what I'd like to know. And I feel like because I've been lazy on my part and I've kind of just like, you know what, history's history. Like whatever's in the past stays in the past. But unfortunately, whatever's in the past is still in the present. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of like, we carry that forward. Moving forward, um, it's just important. It's just, it's a really good time to be alive, if that makes sense. And people will be like, how the hell does that make sense? It's a terrible time to be alive. Like, there's so much bad going on. But for me, I'm such a strong believer in you need to go through the, the fire. Like, you need to go through the fire like, to come out the other side, you know? Like, there, there needs, sometimes bad things need to happen to make you reflect and think, yeah, okay. Like, this is what has to happen, you know? And the coronavirus... The, the deaths didn't need to happen because our government's just stupid. But um, with the whole Black Lives thing, it's just like, it's going to be a thing where it's going to take so long for it to just, like, it wouldn't be like, oh, Black Boy stole my, my bike. Do you know what I mean? It'd be like some guy, some guy took it. Do you know what I mean? Like, if, if colour will ever, ever be a thing where people will stop using colour. Um, but we'll, we'll try to get there. Anyway. Oh, you're not sure if it will happen in your lifetime? I, I already said for me to see, and I'll stand by this statement, this is before, before the Black Lives Matter happened. Um, for me, for us to see a Black Prime Minister in my lifetime, I will be shocked. I'll be shocked, male or female. For us to see a Black one, I'll be very shocked. So until, like, we start seeing 
black people at the top. And let's bear in mind, Barack Obama was mixed race and we're mixed race. So we know how that works. He was a little bit more accepted by certain people, right? So until we see a black person, fully black, in power of like a major, major country, like America, like England. And again, when they are, there's going to be so many people still pissed off about it. What are you mad for? Why are you mad? Why are you mad? It's, 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 I don't know. I don't think it's going to change in my lifetime, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, I don't think, like, I, my thoughts are looking back in into history and, like, reading like and again like i do need to educate myself more on this as well but like reading about um you know people like angela davis uh who's still alive today she spoke about these things already like you know 30 40 years ago yeah. <laughs> about the exactly yeah. same things the exact same things and here we are and uh, that's that's my thought process on this as in it will take generations for change to take place and a lot of people um who advocated these um issues decades ago are probably sitting here right now shaking their heads and like just asking themselves like what like is whatever we spoke about is that even you know did that reach anyone (laughs) like was anybody listening um yeah i do think it will take i i do think it will take more time than our generation and i do think it's about you know like just us collectively doing our part for society to be able to move forward in the future um so that you know our children's children can look back and be grateful for what took place the same way we are grateful for a lot of things that took place back in the day like the way we and we must not forget this and this is why i do think it's so important to read and educate yourself more about history as in not forgetting that the rights we have now we just they didn't fell in our laps it's not like we just have them (laughs) you know like the jim crow laws were um abolished in 1965 you need to deep that fact and it didn't really happen it didn't happen because they thought oh you know what let's just abolish that they're really outdated no people fought for that and this is why we're sitting here today you know people fought for that i mean at least again jim crow laws this is what took place in America, but this is just the whole concept of us. People people fought for that, and we're sitting here now being grateful for that, and I feel like that is something that we can give to future generations, you know? Alrighty, so I'd like to expand a bit on the topic of wealth and wealth being inherited. So essentially what I mean with wealth is having access to resources and that is not only defined by having money, but also having access to higher education, having access to healthcare, or having access to a stable family system, for example. And um, yeah, I would describe it a bit as if having 
as if you're having a toolbox um, and you're born with that toolbox. Some people have um, a wider range of tools in their toolbox and other people have a smaller range of tools in their toolbox and the amount of tools that you um, have indicate um, yeah, your access to resources and therefore also um, the amount of opportunity you have in your life to build something. I would also say that the more opportunity you have, the more responsibility you have, as in you've got to decide what you're going to build with the toolbox um, that you've been given, or rather with the tools <laughs> that you've been given. And someone with um, a bigger toolbox or with a wider range of tools in their toolbox will be able to, I don't want to say do more impactful work, but um, the actions and the voice of that person or of that individual might carry um, more weight um, because the range of opportunities, the range for opportunities is just higher. And that also means that a certain responsibility comes along with that. And I feel like being stuck in a vicious cycle of generational lack of access to those resources can be very difficult to break and this is essentially what I've been talking about in terms of us not living in a meritocracy and um, just focusing on not necessarily making assumptions of someone based upon where they are but also having to take in consideration that they might have been given um, a smaller range of tools in their toolbox to start with in life. And yeah, I'd also say that equipping people with tools is the most important aspect, as in giving people access to um, resources so that they have an equal opportunity to move forward in life than others. And yeah, that's essentially um, what I wanted to add. So, ta-da!